Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Holy Trash Podcast. I'm Troyell. I'm Ashley Rice. And I'm Ashley Burgess. Today we're talking about boundaries in the workplace and just boundaries in general. They are necessary, and the more that you like begin to love yourself, I was thinking about this today. The more that you begin to love yourself, the more necessary they become. And it's almost mm-hmm. like people who don't respect themselves don't have boundaries, right? Because you have no, you just let people come in and out of mm-hmm. whatever they can walk all over, and you have no, almost like self-respect, right? So it's like almost like boundaries are absolutely necessary, and somebody who values themselves and their time would have to create boundaries. Otherwise, like, how do you live without them? Exactly. If you don't have them, other people dictate how you live. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's literally what it is. It's like, no, I'm actually not going to. <laughs> and with that comes, like, so many horrible emotions that leave you stuck, like resentment. Resentment will, I feel like resentment can kill you. Like, it will just eat you from the inside out. And normally, resentment can come from allowing people to do things, like, to you or whatever. And you not speaking up or, like, telling anyone or, like, you know, saying, these are my expectations. And then people just do whatever and then you get mad. And it's like, but you can't really get mad because you never you know, like, set that expectation where, like, this is, you don't treat me like this. Right. And right. so then people treat you bad, right. and then you're mad at them, but it's like... But deep down, you're mad at yourself. Yes, because you did it. projecting out to them, because you don't want to face your own, like, lack of self-respect. Mm-hmm. But even in that, there's a lesson, too, I feel like, because... If people will learn to listen to their resentment like let's say you don't know how to set boundaries right but now you find yourself exhausted and pissed off because you didn't get that time alone with yourself like you could listen to that and it could tell you that something's off like even if you're like oh I don't want to mess it up or I don't want to you know you're like but I have to do this for my survival like <laughs> you know what I mean like like okay so basically Let's say that you're not... So for me, for instance, I wasn't good at setting boundaries. I didn't feel that boundaries were necessary because I didn't understand it. And I just had a really warped idea of what I thought relationships should look like Mm -hmm. all across the board. So I thought like... I used to think that introverts and extroverts meant that like literally extrovert... I thought to be extroverted meant that I didn't like to be alone. And so, because I like the idea of partnership, I like the idea of being together. Mm-hmm. And so that was just like a really bad example <laughs> of what that means because everybody needs a long time, or they should. Um, but anyway, all I have to say, um, when I started getting older and I didn't know how to set the boundaries because I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't make that a practice in my life, I would start to feel resentment for like, committing to things or doing things that I didn't really want to do Mm -hmm. and eventually I learned from that resentment 
because I'm like, if I don't want to feel this way, I have to speak up here. Mm-hmm. And it like forced me to learn how to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, where now I could be like, no, I'm not doing that. But before I literally had to learn from my pain, mm-hmm. which is a part of the bitterness and the resentment. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. some people have to go there in order to learn. <laughs> some people never learn. And then yeah, some people true. never learn. Okay, so I have a, since we're on the topic of boundaries, how, what are some healthy, kind ways to say, because we've all heard of like energy vampires, right? Mm -hmm. People who just suck the life out of you. (laughs) Um, Because what I think it is, honestly, is they're just like, I just picture them like storms. And they're just like, Mm -hmm. they can never calm their storm. It's always chaotic. It's always, you know what I mean? And so it's like, and that's, that's on like, that's on you. Like, I can't own your storm. It's it's your, it's your shit. (laughs) But it's when they come and they dump that on you and they expect you to share in that chaos every Mm -hmm. single time. To me, that's like an energy, but like, I can't, you know, I can't make your chaos mine. Like, yes. just, I just refuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, how do you set that boundary <clears throat> with someone without... I mean, you're not responsible for their feelings, but I'm like, is there a way to go about this? Because sometimes I want to be like, get away from me. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> like, how do you have that conversation? I mean, I know how you have to have it, but... There's somebody that... For the people listening. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, when you come in and... You, like, what do you... <laughs> oh, like, hey. like explaining to someone, like, this is how I feel when you do this, or just... There's really no way around it. And that's the thing, okay, because, like, a close relationship, mm-hmm. yeah, you could sit them down, but let's say something like a coworker. Somebody that you're not really close with, like if you sat down right. and you're like, when you do this, this is how I feel, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, but you, but you do see work with them, them every day, yeah, and if true. they're doing that to you, then obviously they feel some kind of closeness to you mm-hmm. to be telling you their life and their business. Right? So, what do you guys? What are some recommendations for setting boundaries in a workplace? I'm like asking the wrong people because you're both entrepreneurs who work from home. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you've worked in workplaces well, before. Mm-hmm. I do like what you said, Ashley, about <clears throat> catching it in the moment. I think that's the best time to address. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the situation. But if it's a one-on-one situation and it's actually happening, that's usually the best time to... Especially if someone is in your workspace and you're like, right. actually, I've got a lot to do right now. I don't want to lose my train of thought. And like, be honest. Of like, I don't want to lose this train of thought. Can I catch up with you later or right. whatever? Like, right. Let me keep going. Yeah. Right. Because I get it. Like being in the zone and then someone That's comes up to you and they're like, and you're like, oh gosh. Well, I don't want to lose this train of thought. You guys are going to see me wear that out. I'm like, hey, I don't want to lose this train of thought. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I got to go. <laughs> um, What's another tough boundary situation? Family. Yeah. What I meant to say is like you get so comfortable with the dynamic that you like over the years, you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I feel like with my sisters and my mom, especially, 
they like cross boundaries all the time that I didn't even like realize until we're already in this. And I'm like, you know what? Wait a minute. Because <laughs> they're just so used to it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely realized that too from living away from my family. Right. Through so much of my 20s that I grew so much and then coming back. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, oh no. Like, <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> things that like I allowed or whatever. And I'm like, I actually don't like when you do this. So. Right. And I like sometimes I feel bad because I can be vocal about like the things that I'm like, I don't I don't like this. So don't mm-hmm. like and especially because I'm like, I'm not a kid anymore. So I don't right like can't be doing this to me. <laughs> and I feel bad sometimes. But at the same time, I'm like, I am really an adult. And I I it's very easy to get back into your family and then revert yep right, right back, back to where to everything that you used to be every toxic behavior always. you've ever had my like, sisters can make me cry and throw a fit like i'm five <laughs> dude i, think I don't know like what it screaming is screaming matches with my brother like and i'm like i'm too old <laughs> for this <laughs> But it like it like brings out something in you that like Ew, nobody that just, else can bring yes. out, and you're like only your siblings. That? It's the weirdest thing. Like literally drive you to kill. Yeah, you're like, I don't know. I was like, I thought I got delivered. I'm over right. here growling. <laughs> like I was, I thought I was over this, and now you're like, yeah, uh, it's it's crazy how family can do that. They're the only ones. The only ones. I mean, your spouse can definitely do that. Well, that's family. But, yeah. You're right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, your spouse for sure. Yeah. So I've heard. You're right. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. Your spouse (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And family is still, it's so tough sometimes. Because you're like, I don't want to hurt you because I love you. But also... But not only that, but even, like, addressing it. So it's not even addressing it is the problem. It's, like, trying to work around the new boundary. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, usually when I, like, alert people of, like, hey, you did this and this is not okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't... Then it's, like, oh, I'm sorry. And then it's, like, that awkward, like... How do we adjust around this now? <laughs> like, yeah, or if they catch themselves doing it again? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, uh, and you're like, <laughs> it's this awkward like <laughs> dance of trying to learn, relearn the the new relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. every time you set a boundary, it's it's shifting the relationship a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like in those instances, like. Sometimes I feel like the things I see on Instagram or whatever that talk about boundaries and whatever can be so, like, black and white. And I'm like, when you set a boundary and if somebody crosses it, especially someone that you love mm-hmm. and you're setting this new boundary and they, you know, they mess up mm-hmm. a couple times, you know, here and there or whatever, that doesn't warrant or, like, give you the right then to be like, I'm going to cut you off. Like, I could see if it's something, like, super toxic that's going on, and you're like, no, like, for real. Mm -hmm. Then I can understand that. But sometimes it's, like, little boundaries that we start to, like, put up. And instead of giving people grace to, like, learn this new... Yeah. We're like, oh, you did it again? Okay, that's it. Right. And I'm like, that's that's doing too much. (laughs) We need to have grace for people, for sure. But I think that 
a telltale sign of how they respect you in that relationship is that they're trying. Yeah. You know, I, I can tell the difference when someone's doing it like maliciously, I guess. Right. And when someone does it like accidentally because it's just like their norm, they're like, Oh shoot. Right. Mm -hmm. In their response, I feel like you can tell like which one it is. Mm -hmm. I know my sister said she had a person in one of her classes that referred as they, um, and so, mm-hmm. but again, that's something you have to get used to, you know, especially talking in conversation. Mm-hmm. So she would always be like, and then she, I mean, they, and then, so it was just like a, <laughs> but it's, but the person was so gracious and was like, thank right. you for thinking of me, you mm-hmm. know, and you consider, you know, even if you mess up, you know, and so I think that's kind of the angle we have to come from mm-hmm. with that, but. Yeah, because sometimes I think, oh my god, sometimes I think we can put up boundaries, but it's really like a defense mechanism of like, you don't want to be intimate with that person, or you're afraid of intimacy, so you're like, well, I'm going to put this. This is my boundary. And then Mm -hmm. to cross it, like, goodbye. I feel like there's a deep spiritual understanding of like, an authentic boundary. You know what I mean? Like, even if, like, you know on the other side, let's say you're crossing the boundary, you can kind of feel when you've gone too far. That, like, the energy changes in the conversation oh, or that yeah. person kind of, like, you know, and you just feel like, so it's almost like you're waiting for them to be like, this can never happen again. And you're like, <laughs> understood. You know what I mean? It's not like, <laughs> there's like, <laughs> you're never just like, what? I mean, there might be sometimes, but, you know, I feel like, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a couple times where that's happened where I'm like, I think I might have, you know. <laughs> I don't know, but sometimes in marriage, it's like you're purposefully crossing that boundary to like piss them off, or because you're so mad. Like, I don't think there's anybody that could make me more mad <laughs> than my husband, right. and vice versa, because right. you're so invested into that person that mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, in marriage, because you're, that's like one of the, I feel like marriages are, well, just relationships, romantic relationships, because you're so intertwined, intertwined, thank you, (laughs) what is the word, Um, with one another that, yeah, that's why I think too, so when I got out of a relationship, (laughs) <laughs> a situationship um, it's important to like I, di- I didn't realize how much time I hadn't taken to like process things on my own mm-hmm. and my friend put it perfectly that she was like yeah it's almost like sorting laundry like when you get away from someone for so long and you start you know unpacking your shit like your mental shit, not your actual clothes. <laughs> but you start or to realize your actual clothes. Or your actual clothes. It could be, yeah. But you start to realize like, oh, this wasn't mine. Like I was carrying this and this wasn't even my issue. Mm. But like when you're so intertwined with someone for so long, you start to pick up their shit, they start to pick up your shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to have those breaks where you can be like, get yourself organized. Mm-hmm. Get your laundry sorted. <laughs> I feel like something I've noticed with myself, like, I started make 
or like putting up boundaries for me because for so long in my life I felt like um like very like voiceless almost in certain situations I felt like I couldn't I didn't know how to speak up for myself mm-hmm. and then as I learned to I did notice that sometimes I would put up boundaries but it was it was out of pain from before and it's Mm -hmm. like I never want to feel this again so this is like the strict boundary that I'm setting (laughs) up and I I would be like this is a little crazy actually but it was like because I was so focused on I never want to feel voiceless again yeah and I feel like now I've been doing a little bit better of like understanding how to set like like boundaries to protect myself without getting crazy about it right well, it's almost like if you do the work, like the smaller work, then you mm-hmm. don't have to go so extreme yes. at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, if you set up little boundaries here and there so that you're not, like, giving too much of yourself, then you mm-hmm. won't have to be like, you know what? Never again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which before I wasn't, like, doing those small boundaries. And right. so then when I was like, I've been being taken advantage of and, like, I've been, like, not being heard and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, never. <laughs> you will no. never and get my like, help again. Oh, my no, I feel that. I've definitely done that, too. So, everything but, requires boundaries. Everything. Mm-hmm. Work requires boundaries. Relationships, obviously. So what would that look like as an entrepreneur? Like, boundaries with yourself in your business? And, I don't know. With myself? Like as like you talked about the coworkers, but what about if you're an entrepreneur? Like, right. <clears throat> um, but you can also like set set boundaries with yourself as well, as far as like, because okay, so being an entrepreneur, you got to split your time between family stuff and work stuff, and mm-hmm. also when you're just vibing at home, like recharging, and things can get messy because it's all from one spot so literally <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah getting organized in that area I mean if that's what you need for your mental health you know what I mean it all depends on how you know how you are so like for me I would definitely need to organize myself so that I have time to work on each individual project mm-hmm and I think I would probably function better that way anyway because I can just put time and energy, like I've put an hour into this, and then switch. I can't put like four hours into one thing. I'll die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. But yeah, that's, yeah, so I think boundaries can look like that for like from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, have, I set like time frames with myself when it comes to, to work. Like, okay, at this time, I need to be done with this. And, or I need, or once I get to this point, then I will stop and take a break. Cause I, I can be, just because of my personality, like when I start a project, I'm like, I will do this until I'm done and I will not eat and I will not sleep. Mm-hmm. When I was working on my website, I literally stopped eating for like the entire week. Like, I would just forget. Because I'm like, I just, I have to get this done. done. And I was like, actually, this is not more important than 
your physical health. Right. Like, but I would like go to bed at two thirty, wake up the next day at eight, and just go right back and just go right back to it. Work yeah. on the website all day and night because yeah. of the perfectionism in me too. Right. Which I've had to be like, you need, you gotta, you gotta figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to be perfect. Yeah, and then I feel that. Even like setting boundaries with like clients and stuff too, mm-hmm. um, because like everybody wants free shit. Mm-hmm. Or just like the the way that they communicate to you, or like how, or like when. Oh, I yeah. notice like I'm just like this overwhelms me when people are messaging me in this way or whatever. So that's why I try to like streamline my process, like when it comes with like commissions, because I get. Instagram DMs and text messages right. and emails right. and like it's actually let's much. all do this in one place because for me yeah trying to spread myself thin like that is like it's, it's not working much. for me right and I'm gonna start feeling resentment or whatever towards people because you're interacting with me in this way but I haven't set the boundary that boundary mm. that's good and I even had there's like this one person that like is always like hey can you draw this portrait can you do this can you do that. And, like, I'm happy to do it because I'm, like, I have, like, a reoccurring client. Yeah. But then just recently, like, they asked for something and I sent it to them and I was, like, let me know, like, if this works for you. And it was just, like, a, like a JPEG when I normally send, like, a PDF of, like, the final. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, this is, is this what you're asking for? And... I didn't hear anything back from them, but then they posted it on social media, and I was like, I haven't even gotten paid, and blah, 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 and then I thought about it, and I was like, I never even, like, said, like, oh, this is how much it's going to be, like, but previously, I had talked to them, and they were like, how much does it, and I was like, it's, you know, this amount, but I realized, like, I didn't set that boundary of, like, actually, like, this is how much this is going to be before, you know. Right. And, like, the person did come back and they were like, okay, so how much do I owe you? You're like, uh, like actually, the same, that's not the final photo. The same day. And so I was like, okay. But it was just like, I realized then, like, girl. Yeah, gotta learn. You better uh, set these boundaries around. Mm-hmm. Something that you could do, like, with commissions is, like, require 50% up front. Yeah. And then 50% once you mm-hmm. complete the Yep. Yeah, good. And that'll help um, <clears throat> separate the people who are serious from the people mm-hmm. who aren't. That's like a good telltale. Like, if it's real, put 50% down. <laughs> yes, because I've definitely, I mean, it's only happened like once or twice that I've like designed something because someone's been like, hey, do you think you could do this? And then I like design all this work and they're like, we don't know yet if we want to use this so oh, we'll let you know yeah. and I'm like uh-uh. but if I would have said like here you, you have to pay a non-refundable this amount yeah. Yeah. up front then I would still be getting away from my work right. exactly so I'm like you live in your learn. you do yeah, that's true. trial and error well we talked about like co-workers but what about like setting boundaries with your job like well you guys are <laughs> but I still have outside jobs that's right yeah yeah and like you know i remember when i worked at the hotel super unhealthy like there was just like this unspoken language because they can never actually tell you to do something that's outside of you know Mm -hmm. because legally 
but there's still an expectation there to where you know when you know it's pleasing to them and when it's not and it's like for really like crazy things like calling in sick you know Mm -hmm. it's like what they can't tell you anything because you're sick and if you have the sick time there's nothing they can do about it however you can hear the tone in their voice of like yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, get better then, I guess. Yeah. I'll kill you. <laughs> but yeah, so there's just like <clears throat> all kinds of stuff where you have to just not. I remember one time I had to call in sick and I wasn't sick, but I needed a mental health day. Mm-hmm. And we just, we need to, this needs Normalize. to be a thing. That needs to be normalized. Mm-hmm. Cause I just, I need, I was doing too much. And so I called in sick and then after that I was put in a group chat of trying to fill my position and it was like, it was one of those things where you're like, like that should be it. Like I wash my hands of it. Like I'm sick. That's it. But instead like now I'm in the group chat of trying to like find a replacement and like I'm involved in this process Mm. and I just felt like that's a boundary. Yeah, like, I just much. feel like it's, that's not okay. And of course, back then I didn't say anything, but now I'm like, this is disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if someone calls off, it isn't, it's not their job to fill the space. Low key, it's your it's job as the manager. So, yeah. No. This is why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> that's how Starbucks was. Can I tell you the story? <laughs> when I worked at Starbucks, I had this manager and she was so like talk about like overstepping your boundaries like and you know me like I, I was like even especially back then I was like 19 18 and I remember one time um I wanted to or no she asked me if I could stay like an hour or two later and I told her I had homework to do like I had something I had to do and she was like well you know um because I was new I think to Mm -hmm. that store and she was like you should be thankful that like you're getting more hours like that I'm even giving you like I don't know she said something that was very like that's manipulative yeah I was like Mm -hmm. okay well I'm sorry I have to do this like I can't and I just felt so like but there's like shameful this, like I don't know yeah there's this like but it it goes <clears throat> in line with that like hustle mentality of like get your bread like don't let anything stop you like if they offer you more hours like you take that you get that money you get that check yeah. and you hear people literally like selling their soul and they're like couldn't be me yeah you know I had to work on you know Christmas Eve and Christmas and you know New Year's but at least I got that time and a half you know it's like but like, what did you miss out on? <laughs> like, you know. Exactly, and you're like getting all this money, and you're constantly hustling. When are you gonna? When are you gonna enjoy Spend it? it? Yeah, when are you gonna, gonna enjoy it. <laughs> but that actually wasn't the story. Oh. That was one of the stories. Oh. But it was <laughs> okay. So one time, I I had to go to work that day, but I went hiking in Red Rock. I don't remember. I don't know if you were there. I think I was. But I somehow got lost like with somebody like we got lost from the group and I was it took hours to get back like I finally got back and I was like for sure late for work and so I 
So once I had reception, I called her and told her what happened. And of course, she was like mad. I don't know what she said, but she would write like a, I don't know what it was, like some kind of notes or something that we would all see every week. And she said something like, I don't want to hear about anybody getting lost in the wilderness <laughs> and like all this stuff. She was like, I will reduce your hours. Like it was very directed towards me and I was like, Passive aggressive. That's crazy. Instead of just calling you in, sitting you down, and saying, "Hey, yeah, this cannot be a regular thing." Mm -hmm. You know what's weird? I swear I saw her. It's been years and years, and she even moved to a different state. I promise you, I saw her at Smith's the other day, and I was like, "No way, that is not her." And it was weird because it was that same time that you were saying about the. I think it was the full moon. You were saying it's about. Um, oh, old healing, old healing, old yes, wounds, and I had been past. thinking about that. Wow! And I saw her, and I was like, "What? That's crazy! That's so weird! That is wild!" Like I still have dreams about working there. I still have dreams about cold. I still That's have dreams gross. about my old church, and I feel like like not normal dreams. They're like stressful dreams. Yeah, yeah. like I wake up stressed all the time. <laughs> And then I remember that I'm not there anymore, and I'm like so relieved. Mm. But the stress, but in the dream, yeah, you feel you're like, like you're actually still in it. I'm like, wow, how did I get back here? What is this? It's wild. It always has to do with being on stage too. It's the weirdest thing. That's another story for another day. Mm. On a positive note, this is kind of like a sidetrack to your job story because it just made me think. It doesn't really have to do with boundaries, but. My first job I ever had was at Peter Piper Pizza, and I had this manager who, <laughs> she was just so evil. She was this little white lady with long brown hair, and she was young. She wasn't, like, older. She was, like, I was, like, what, 16? So she had to have been, like, maybe 22, 23. She wasn't that much older than me. Anyway, she was so mean to me. All I wanted to do was the birthday parties because that was my jam. And that was like getting hours, like at Starbucks, like if you got birthday parties because you got tips. Mm -hmm. So like the best employees got all the good birthdays and like they're like making the balloons and leading the thing. And like that was my jam. And she would always stick me in the dish room. And like during like the like the really height, like around noon was when all the parties were happening, Mm -hmm. you know, like like little birthday parties. And like instead of like having me out there on the floor to like grab a party, she assign me to the dish room and then I could go later on but it'd be like 4 p.m. when it was like you know kind of dwindling down and I'm like this sucks and so she always did that and I always hated her for it and so then a couple years later I was at Sam's Club and I was buying a TV or something with somebody and I don't know, it was a really nice TV, and all these people were like, oh my gosh, nice find, nice find. I forgot who I was with. I was with, like, granddad or somebody, and they were like, thanks, like, you know. And this woman comes by, and she's mopping the floor. Shut up. I swear, you guys. (laughs) And I look over, and it was her, and we both stared at each other for the longest time. And then I, because I couldn't, I knew her face, but I couldn't remember, like, where I knew her from. And then she was like, and her eyes got really wide, and then I was like, and then I just looked away. But she just went on mopping the floor at the Sam's Club, and I was Karma, like, Karma, bitch. You're <laughs> like, look at my new TV. Like, yeah. 
that story because made me think of that. Right. Because um, I thought you were going to say like, and then I saw her at Smith's, and I thought you were going to say she was mopping the floor or something. Your old name. She might have been working there because you know how there's Starbucks and Smiths. She might have just got off her shift and was doing some shopping. I doubt it. She was a manager, like the. Oh, I don't know. But it's amazing how much of a difference a good manager can make at a oh. job. Like there, like literally, there was one time I went home hyperventilating, crying because of her. Like that's how bad it was. <clears throat> but then the next manager that I had, she wanted to make me a shift supervisor, and like she was so nice. She saw potential and, in you. Yeah, and I'm like, people always like would look down on me because of how quiet I am or how mm-hmm. you know they think I'm I'm not outgoing enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it would always just take me a long time to like get acclimated to my job. But right. I learned very slowly. Yeah, and so people would, you know. They would just think, oh, she's not going to be good at this. But then I end up being, like, the best worker. Like, <laughs> Once you actually know what you're doing. Yeah. I feel it. I think I'm similar, too. Like, it takes me a really long time <laughs> to get into a group or something. And then, like, I get embarrassed when I think back of how I did not understand it. You know, like, what do you think about when you first started and you're like, I was really lost. It <laughs> <laughs> always makes me mad when how people, like, underestimate yeah because you're quiet i used to hate that so much people underestimated the crap out of me <laughs> because i was quiet and i was like look at me now bitch <laughs> but as you whisper like <laughs> <I know. laughs> she's like and then i was like <laughs> <laughs> but um i was thinking about managers too when i worked at kohl's okay wait let me backtrack a little when i was in high school i did ROTC and I went to this like summer leadership camp and like one of the things that they do to intimidate you is um, they make you like so it's like the Air Force ROTC and I went to Nellis Air Force Base for this camp and then they make you stand at attention and then they have inspection and they'll have the commander like come up and he has purposely has these things on the bottom of the heel of his shoe that click. So he's just walking through people and you can hear him, but you, you don't know where he's at and you don't know who he's gonna stop on and like start yelling at. And it's like the scariest thing ever because you don't know. So then I was working at Kohl's and our manager at the time that basically the whole time I was there until like maybe the last like six months because she left and then we got a new manager and he was like way better but she was there and like she would sometimes walk through the store and she had heels and you could just hear her and you were like oh god is she gonna come over to my department like i don't know and it just oh my gosh it was so scary yes it's so sad that we have PTSD from these minimum wage pan jobs. Like I know. What the hell? My niece she yeah. works at Sportsman. Sportsman? Is that what it's called? Like the gun store. In the story she told me. Oh yeah. 
and how much she gets paid, I was like, I would have been fired my first hour. About how much she gets paid. The type of people that go on there are very like America, like Trump. And they think they can just talk to women however they want. And like, guys will be hitting on her and like, the stuff she told me, and then I was like, "How much you get paid?" She's like, "Uh, nine twenty-five an no, hour, can't be or nine dollars an hour." I was like, can't be "What me. the fuck?" And they expect people to make a wage on somebody posted, and, and they would... expect you to do your job good and like be nice. To yeah, people. I will be cussing them out, <laughs> bro. That's crazy. Yeah, no. I I have a theory. I do not think anyone should do any kind of customer service, server jobs for. Minimum wage. Well, yeah, for minimum for wage, but I don't think you should do it at least. for a long term. Like, oh. there's people who stay in these jobs. It takes, it literally takes a toll on your mental health. Mm-hmm. And if you think of it from a spiritual standpoint, like, we all have energy. Like, we all have strong forces of energy. And so when you're in customer service, you're constantly opening yourself up to people's energy no matter where they're and coming giving from yours away and giving them. yours away. It's exhausting. And, like... <laughs> I don't think people realize that. And if they did, they would start, like, you know what I mean? It's it's a lot. And you just have to take how people talk to you and But that's attitudes. the thing, too, about America. It's like, in other countries, people are like, the customer is not always right. Like, that's what they believe. But over here, it's like, the customer is right. And, like, Customers you know, and so they don't, they are allowed to, like, do whatever to you. It's exactly. the worst. Ugh. Like they're just you're supposed to just let them treat you like that. Mm. I remember it's just a I for people to abuse people. Yeah. That's honestly what it is. I remember I hadn't been to work for a while. I think cuz there was like barely any hours that we were being given out. And so then I came back and I didn't know anything about like a coupon. And I didn't realize that this coupon was old. Or, like, where the lady had got it from. Because, like, sometimes people would print coupons off of this one website and then try to, like, use it in the store. And it's like, you can't use that here. And so then, but normally they're like, oh, we can honor, you know, this amount or whatever. And so I saw the coupon and I was like, maybe this is, like, a coupon that was from last week. And normally they still honor it if people bring it in because their customer service, blah, blah, blah. Because customer's always right. And I was like, so this lady brought something, a coupon in, and I was like, well, uh, I think that we can honor this. And so then I tried to like scan it and like put it into the computer and it wouldn't work. And I was like, okay, it looks like we can't accept this. And she lost her mind and yelled at me so much. And someone else called the manager over um, to like step in and talk to her. And then I later like went on my break and people were like, are you okay? Like, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. But because they were like, we could hear her like yelling and I'm like, it was just the most crazy thing. And I'm like, I'm doing all this for $8.25 an hour. Oh, no. And these people are just coming here talking to me however they just want. Just abusing, just taking out all their issues. That's what I, like the main thing I noticed. I'm like, you're talking to me crazy and I know it's because you have pain in your life that you're needing to release on this complete stranger but this is wild (laughs) this is absolutely or even just like the privilege like I remember because retail like you know you're folding clothes you're trying to make things look presentable I spent like a good 20 minutes like folding down this whole thing 
And this lady came over and just like ripped through it in minutes. And she was like, job security. And I was like, <gasps> my eyes like filled up with tears because I was so frustrated. But there's nothing you can say. Ooh. Oh, hell no. And I people would just be like, I job been, security. Like, I jumped on her back. Oh, my gosh. It was the worst. Like this with my mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. Yeah, I have oh never gosh. been able to handle that. Like I remember one time my coworker at Starbucks had to literally like walk me away from a customer because I was like about to go off on them. <laughs> like I there's just something about people that are so inconsiderate that yes. just yes. pisses me off to it's my core. So, yeah. Like it's the number one thing that I like can't. I just can't. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if I work here and you're right. my customer. Like, I'm not going to. Don't be rude. Like, there's. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I appreciate. You can see the people, like, because I still do customer service now. And I appreciate the people who talk themselves down. Because I get it. Shit happens. Yeah. But you'll hear them, like, voice their frustrations. And I hear them out. And then you'll hear them go, and I know it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. It's just we've been waiting, and you know I'm very frustrated. Yeah. But thank you so much for doing, you know, and they'll like they'll work themselves, and I appreciate that because mm-hmm. I try my best to be understanding, but I'm also not going to sit here and be the reason. When it's for, not your especially fault. when it, I literally there's nothing I can do. Exactly. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. one thing that killed my soul. This lady came to check in when I worked at a hotel, and if you just word to the wise if you're listening to this if you book through a third party site such as booking.com or Expedia Mm -hmm. they can very well overbook a hotel and they do it all the time just to sell sell rooms Mm -hmm. and then you get to your reservation and you don't have a reservation you get to the hotel so that's literal crap right so but it's like when you're hitting terms and agreements and you're agreeing you're Mm -hmm. literally so if you do book through them, because they do have some good rates sometimes, make sure you call the hotel or the cruise line or wherever immediately and make sure that they have your reservation in their system. Because a lot of times you'll book through and then the hotel doesn't even get it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can be mad at me, but you booked through a third party site. You didn't book directly through the hotel. Anyway, that's just a little. So that happened to a woman. She didn't have a reservation and she got there at like midnight. So she was like... What am I going to do? Da, 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 da. So we had, we were oversold, but I knew that there was somebody that wasn't coming and we were going to switch, you know, you can move things around. So anyway, um, we, I did all this thing. Like I went back, did the math. Like I was like, okay, who can we, you know, we could take a room from here because they're not showing up tonight until this time. And then this person checks out at eight so we can get that room clean before the next person get like you, you can move things around mm-hmm. like that, right? So I go back there, I do all this work with the supervisor, and we're like, okay, we can save this person's life. Like, yay. Um, check her in, get her room. She's like, oh my God, thank you so much. You saved my life. Like, we've been traveling all day, and like, we're so tired. And we just like, I was just literally having a breakdown. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Then I give her her keys. And then she's like, thank you so much. What was your name? And we had a name mention competition going on at work. So, like, mm-hmm. the more name mentions you got, or you got people to fill out the surveys, then you got like incentives, right? So I was like, yeah, my name's Trail, and just let me know if you need anything, like enjoy your stay. She stays, and she checks into her normal reservation the next day or whatever. She checks out like maybe three days later. Mm-hmm. The reviews come in. This woman, mm-hmm. 
gave a like three out of five stars and said Troyell checked me in and it took forever. Shut up. In the comments. And I feel like a little piece of me died that day. I'm not even joking. I was like, this is the last time. And so when you go to hotels and you see these like disgruntled like employees, it's because of people like her where like I was so excited to help her and went way out of my way because I literally just had to tell her sorry we're out oversold and yeah she could have been on the street you can use our phone I mean it's Vegas it's not the worst place to go find another room for the night so but I went out of my way to do that and then she goes and does that and I was Mm. like you know what by the time I left there I wasn't doing shit for nobody people were like do you have I'm like no they're like is my room ready I was like no (laughs) <laughs> and it won't be ready till 4 30 <laughs> um that's crazy but yeah people suck <laughs> they do right oh i was so mad i looked her up on facebook i feel like <laughs> Ollie. i don't know what i was gonna do with that information but i was so upset <laughs> i feel like having a job like that for so long like you begin to lose faith in humanity yes I did. I just like people. I've never hated people so much in my entire life. Yeah. It's the worst. That's why I can't do Instacart no more. (laughs) Because I'm buying your goddamn groceries for you in the middle of a pandemic. I'm nice to them. I communicate with them. Sometimes they don't respond on the app, so it's not my fault if I replace something and it wasn't what you wanted. Right. And then I get one and two star reviews sometimes, and I'm just like, what did I do? People suck. There's like nothing. You can't ever please them. No. Like it's there's some people. It's literally impossible to please yep. them. They will always find always something find wrong. something. That's yeah. And like luckily, with my job now, like we're still in customer service, but it's a little more less competitive as it was in like hospitality mm. because hospitality's job is literally to serve you and to make you feel like so yeah. like we really could like there would be people who would come down lie to your face and argue and we would have to comp them in order to you know what I mean make them happy because reviews are everything it was like you're a slave to the system mm-hmm. it's like and the manager you could see the manager's upset you know and they have to go and just be like well here's what we can do for you like you know it's like eating away at your soul it's mm-hmm. just like I you know what you really have the right to refuse service I had an idea this is a little like Black Mirror you guys remember that episode with Bryce Dallas Howard when everything was about right, rating like you rated everybody I think oh, I made yeah. you guys watch that Thank maybe you. not you yeah. but I think that there should be a customer review website <laughs> people should seriously consider they're like Ugh, you have two stars like Somebody said that you were racist. <laughs> we can't serve water. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that work? I don't know. But imagine if like that was like just a thing in society where you just—that's <laughs> crazy. We have you on video here cussing someone out. <laughs> you can't shop here. <laughs> Some days I feel like, yeah, humanity's really got it, and then I watch a video. Or talk to somebody on the phone, and I'm like, you know what? Where's Back that, to square one. Where's that black hole? Like <laughs> oh gosh. 
thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of holy trash podcast if you like what you heard go ahead and subscribe to our channel tell your friends about us and you can also follow us on instagram at holy trash podcast if you have any questions comments or topic suggestions you can email them to us at holy trash podcast at gmail.com thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time